welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I am your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Not too bad, it's been an interesting day of a couple of different things we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but uh, yeah, what have you been playing within the last week? Uh, well, I powered through The Last of Us. I wasn't really concentrating too much on collectibles and this, that, and the other. I was really more just okay. finishing it for the story. Uh, but I did do that, you know, um, and that kind of threw me up for a loop a little bit because when when Last of Us 2 got announced and we kind of, well, you kind of rather hinted that you didn't know if Joel was in it or not, that kind of led me to the false assumption that there was some weird cliffhanger about whether or not he survived the end of the game. I, um, I think it's to, to do with, because um, he's been kind of absent in the Last of Us 2 trailers and everyone's like, oh, is he alive? Where is he? But then they, of course showed him yeah. near that bridge scene in uh, the most recent trailer, from what I remember. So we know that he's yeah. fine, but uh, he's he's just been really, really absent, and everyone's like, oh, is he dead? Is Ellie, like, fighting against that or something? So, yeah, I think that's what that was about. Yeah, and that kind of threw me, but I'm not going to give the ending away, but I can just <coughs> say there's no ambiguity about whether or not he's alive at the ending. So, mm-hmm. And that's not a spoiler because we already know he's alive, so we know he, you know, he survived up to this point, but... That kind of gave me that impression, so that threw me a little bit. Uh, but I was able to finally put that game in the done column in the sense that, you know, I finished the main story. and uh, So I'm going to start up the Detroit Become Human here oh, probably cool. the next day or two and get that one knocked off my to-do list. Because uh, with uh, Cyberpunk getting delayed, there's not really anything coming out soon mm. that I, you know, want to finish up and play. Um, and there's a couple of PC games I've been playing that are kind of fun, but they're they're very they're not games you finish, so they're just games you play. <laughs> um, so I decided to you know try to get at least one game that I've had on the back burner that you can finish finished. And so I knocked out uh, Last of Us before January ended, and I don't think it'll take me a whole month to get out uh, Detroit Become Human. No, it'll probably take you like two days or something i don't know it depends how much time you have to play but uh it's not a particularly long game but obviously it's one of them games same same thing with um heavy rain until dawn man have made and those sorts of games where uh it's more about uh having a shorter story but like having different you know can you get this person to live or die etc etc so mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah did, so did you enjoy last of us uh i enjoyed it for the most part i still think the combat is bullshit um it, the the gun sway in terms of how fast you move you gotta really fiddle with the sensitivity to make it kind of realistic okay uh and i do understand them limiting you on supplies because you know it's it's very unrealistic that you're carrying you know 40 uh grenades and 30 you know fire bombs and things like that so that much that makes sense but there's weird very weird uh dry spots in gathering the resources to make that stuff Mm -hmm. and then there's really weird spots where you're like full of everything and you're just passing stuff that you have to use and then you need later and then you can't recoup it and so that kind of spacing was uh, not great Mm -hmm. Uh, now that you've played Last of Us and finished it what's your excitement level for Last of Us 2? I mean it's still the same I mean it's not anything that drew me into it Mm -hmm. Uh, we we were messaging back and forth when I first started playing the game again, I found Ellie to be a really unlikable character. She she did eventually did soften on me a bit, but that was like such a harsh start that I just I don't really you know resonate with her as a character. Okay. Just I mean I can you know the whole the whole bitchy bratty 
you know, 14 year old. I'm so over because I'm from a large family. I mean, a large, large family. My mom's one of four kids. My dad's one of six kids. And I'm the second oldest of 19 cousins. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having a moody teenager that I've had to deal with is, you know, you described about 20 years of my life. And so that just kind of put me over it. But I know a ton of people are super excited for the game. And that's great for them. You know, if you really love the game and you play it still to this day for this or that or the other, you know, looking for all those comic books or looking for all those uh, Firefly medallions or anything like that, great. You know, you got a new game coming up, not as soon as you'd like, but soon. And may soon isn't it? So. Yeah, may as soonish. You know, still more fun in the world that you love. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say don't love it. I'm just saying, eh, whenever. Okay. Fair enough. That's completely fair. Um, what else was I going to ask you? I can't remember, so I can't. I can't ask you what I can't remember to ask you. So, uh, cool. So I've been uh, update on Call of Duty. I had to install the game twice, and let me tell you, ladies, gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, when you up when you <laughs> when you install a game twice that's seventy gigabytes, uh, it takes some time. The first, um. Because obviously overnight when I was install- installing part of the game the first time, uh, you can obviously put the PS4 in rest mode and it will uh, uh, install overnight and it won't harm your PS4 or uh, whatever. Um, and uh, the first install took, I want to say, I, did, I didn't count, I just sort of estimated, maybe 16 hours. Um, and then the second install took, it didn't actually take quite a look, quite as long, it was about 7 hours or something. But uh, the game ended up basically being smaller than what I estimated, because if you remember from... Uh, I think it was last week that I talked about it. It was 131 gigs, and then I had the 33 gigabyte or something update to do, and uh, I thought that that might update it to be quite big. But uh, basically, I deleted the game, reinstalled it. Obviously, my profile unlocks all that stuff is still there. Um, but uh, yeah, it basically made it, it was trying to update on top of an update. I think maybe it was trying to just install too much, uh, and now I actually have more games installed than what I did before. So. It's all good. Uh, been playing the game. Everything's uh, working out pretty well and all that. And um, I did the very long challenge to unlock the crossbow. Basically, what you have to do is use a maximum rifle, which I don't like using. Not my sort of gun. Just doesn't really suit my playstyle at all. But I had to adapt. Um, yeah, just basically had to sort of adapt to all that. You've got to put a... Oh, I can't remember the name of the... There's a particular scope that you've got to put on. I can't remember the name of it. But you've got to put that on... And you've got to basically uh, get five kills while looking through that scope. So uh, hit five kills don't count. And you've got to do that in 25 different matches. And once you've got the five kills, you can't leave the game. So you have to finish off the match. So that was a bit awkward to do, but got it done eventually. And uh, the crossbow is pretty good. It's just a case of, like, you have to count for, um, what's it called, bullet velocity, all that sort of thing. And uh, the odd case that, like, you'll hit someone with the crossbow, but they won't die, and then that sort of thing. Um, there was there was an instance where because I've unlocked the uh, explosive arrows, so obviously if you shoot someone in the leg, they don't maybe die. There'll be an explosive afterwards. There's been one instance where um, I've uh, chopped someone in where, wherever the chest or whatever, seen the explosion go off and haven't gotten the kill, but that's only happened once. So it's a good gun to you. Oh, I guess it's a gun. It's a good weapon to use when it's the right map, the right time, the right game mode, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you, you just got to sort of practice with it and get really good with it so i'm not sure but uh yeah got back into it i'm now playing i've switched from free for all to play some uh cyber attack and the reason i like cyber attack is it's essentially search and destroy 
But you can revive your teammates. Whether or not your team teammates choose to revive you is a different matter. But because uh, I've had teammates that have run past my dead body uh, and then tried to, because they they can hear the enemy on the other on the other side running or shooting or doing whatever, uh, and they've just run past me to think, oh, I can kill that guy, and then they get themselves killed. And I think, well, if you stopped, if you revived me, I could have been there to either help you or whatever. So, because um, like if the guy revives me and then the guy still gets killed i can kill that person and go and revive my teammate anyway so uh it's it's an interesting challenge i i do really really like the uh revival kind of system with that but also there's the other side which is where even if it gets to six on your team and one on the other team they can find their teammates and revive them so you've got to be sort of quick so uh, but it's good, it's a good challenge, it's a bit frustrating, but it hasn't got that, thing is for Search and Destroy, it's really, really fun, but if you're dead in a round, you're dead, and then that's it, and you got to wait for the next round, there's the chance that you might get revived, and uh, some players I've gone up to and revived them, and they're like, hey, thanks, all that sort of thing, so uh, there's good and bad to it, but you've got to uh, be in the right team, I suppose, so. Um, there's this thing at the moment in the community where, um, I don't know if it's in the community, but a, lot, a particular playstyle I've noticed is where... There's this shotgun called, I think it's the 725, and it's really, really it's, I admit it's pretty overpowered, and it's got quite a range on it, and um, it's been this thing to where if you make, I think it's like the barrel shorter, and there's a particular attachment you can get, basically put on all the perks and everything to make yourself really, really fast, and like able to aim really quick, and it's essentially just a bunch of people running around the map with shotguns, and uh, you can still kill that person, but it's, uh, it's an interesting kind of thing I've noticed, so uh, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I'm going to be playing some more, probably tomorrow, um... And uh, we'll see how things go, but uh, it's it's going pretty well now that the game's installed. So <laughs> I had to install it twice. It was it was weird because the first time I was like, okay, installed Call of Duty 1.13, I think whatever it is. And then uh, I went to play the game later. I put the put the disc back in. I think I was playing Star Trek, and then put Call of Duty back in. And it was like copying from the disc is complete. You can start the application. I was like, wait, what? And then it's like installing Call of Duty. I'm like, what? The game's already installed, isn't it? So. That was uh, quite annoying. Uh, what do you think of this in install thing that I've had this whole problem? Yeah, I mean, that's not that uncommon. I mean, it's not mm. uh, super, uh, um, you know, super common. But basically what it was is some update either paused or, act, you know, abruptly ended. Stuff like that, so yeah. it tried, yeah, it tried to uh, um, restart from scratch, but it just didn't uh, completely override it. So, mm. you know, I, I ran into that back in the day. Um, you know, back in the '90s when I was doing PC programs, stuff like that. But speaking of space, did you ever wind up getting an external USB drive, or did that free up enough space to where you don't have to do that now? Yeah, I don't have to do that now. I've also got um, Outer Worlds reinstalled, actually Dying Light reinstalled, because uh, I'm going to try the DLC. So I've ended up with more space than what I actually had before. So no current need for a hard drive. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, it's uh, pretty sorted for now, which is good. So cool. There we go. Because uh, yeah, current right. Currently, I've got Star Trek VR, which I'm still playing, still really enjoying. I gotta do a Let's Play Sunday episode for that. That'll be pretty fun. Plus, I play with other people, so that'll be pretty good. Yeah. Um, Is uh, Bex part of your group? Uh, on Star Trek. Yeah. No. Because I... I know she's looking to get back into VR. Okay, I'll have to ask her about that. I didn't. I didn't think about that because I know she plays on PC a lot, but I forgot the whole crossplay sort of thing oh, I, so. and for the for the audience that doesn't know bex uh on uh on all the uh internet stuff is tristabite she does mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with uh the geek town uh uk i was watching her stream the other day on twitch and she found out about this vr game i for, it's astro something i forget the exact name 
but basically it's Beat Saber, but with guns. Oh, you, you talked about that on a podcast a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. somebody finally clued her into that, and she was just like, wait, what's this thing? Okay, I definitely have to get my VR set up now. And then she talked about you know, Star Trek VR, which I have seen a Let's Play of. That looks pretty cool. I mean, I still don't own a VR setup, but I don't know. And you do VR on your PS4, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no way. See, I, I don't do know if there's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's crossplay or not, but I don't know if she has it on. Yeah, on there PS4 is. Not, there is so. crossplay. I've played with people that have played on Oculus and Vive and stuff. It's basically because it's Ubisoft. If you set up a UPlay account, which is a bit awkward, but once you get it done, you get it done, and then you can invite people. So, and then once you're in the um, waiting lobby, they come up just on your friends list, like uh, in the same list as your PlayStation friends, and you can just invite them from there. So, I'll have to ask her about that. I didn't uh, just didn't really think about that. So we'll see. Yep. Um, yeah. So currently, I've got Star Trek installed, Dying Light installed, Call of Duty installed, and Skyrim VR installed as well. So uh, that's good as well because that was my aim: two story-driven games that I'm renting from Boomerang, and then two, and then the you know the two multiplayer games. So there we go. Uh, but yes, glad that's all sorted. Hopefully, it will stay that way. So because uh, I know that uh, I think it's in about two weeks, Call of Duty season two is starting. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but anyway, let's get into some housekeeping. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I started, uh, decided rather, to make today a bit of a Toy Story Day. The final episode of Classic Reviews Season 3 is for Toy Story 3, so you can check that out. I've got a uh, ranking the Toy Story films, of course the four films, not, that's not including the little Disney shorts, because uh, they're obviously shorts and not the actual films. So the four films, I've ranked them in obviously a particular order, you'll have to listen to find out what order that is. And then an actual Toy Story wrap-up podcast, of course that could change if there's a Toy Story 5 announced, but that current time uh that's not the case so <clears throat> decided to do a wrap-up podcast for a franchise i very very much care about so uh if you want some more toy story stuff there's plenty out there for you to listen to uh as of today so go and check those out uh gotta scroll down a bit here past all the toy story stuff um and yeah so yeah we've now reviewed all four or i reviewed all, all four uh toy story films so have a look out for those speaking of disney as well uh, i did a, uh, did a discussion piece on disney video games uh with the question why aren't there more disney video games i talked about it recently on one of the q a podcasts that we did 
can't remember which one it was, but one one of the three one of the three episodes. Uh, but I wanted to expand on that a bit more and share a particular idea I had. So uh, did a podcast on that because let's face it, Disney own quite a few characters right now, so they they've got no shortage of uh, selection. Uh, let's play Sunday's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. That was interesting to do. The Good Talk for the Good Place season four episode twelve. The penultimate episode was last week, and the series finale will be either tomorrow for the US and Friday for the UK so we'll see what happens with that for those of you that aren't aware uh, then the uh, Good Place series finale is going to be 90 minutes I think for the network TV for the NBC that's going to be a two hour slot maybe but uh, I think the actual episode is 90 minutes long so we'll see what uh, Michael Shaw has got planned for the end of the Good Place and I'll talk about that of course on Friday when I see it top five best TV shows number one I have revealed the that in the list so five four three two and one have all been revealed you can listen to them I assume in the order of five four three two and one uh, but uh, you can go and listen to that as well. Uh, Discovering Star Trek, uh, Picard came back. Of course, Patrick Stewart as Picard, uh, good old Captain Picard. Um, last week on CBS All Access and for Amazon in the UK if you want to watch it over here. Um, and uh, me and David uh, talked about the uh, season premiere episode and I'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about uh, what's happened so far on the show. So uh, look out for that, the pilot for Star Trek Picard. Uh, what else we got? Gaming Talk last week. We talked about Cyberpunk 2077 and Iron Man VR being delayed. And we also talked about Ninja Theory's little uh, project teaser thing for an upcoming game. CW Superheroes for Batwoman Season 1 Episode 10, the mid-season premiere. We've also covered the big Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. All right, I'll hand it over to you. What would you like to talk about this week? Uh, well, first up, we've got the uh, games for PS Plus for next month uh, have been announced. Uh, the, the, and it's not no small games. I mean, hmm. when The Last of Us came out, we thought, wow, that was a big game. But in February, the Bioshock Collection, which contains Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite, and all single-player add-on content from those games will be available. Uh, the second big game is The Sims 4. And this is, of course, you know, the latest in EA's uh, Life Simulator series. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't show it here, but it's the article says Firewall Zero Hour, which is a PlayStation VR game listed. So I don't know. Hmm. It's not in like the in, in like the, the splash poster that they have for it, but it is listed in the article. So I think you'd have to double check to see if that's a game or not. Um, the Splash logos usually don't have the VR games, so that was why I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. Uh, played. I tried to play Firewall. I thought the controls were awful. Um, the movement controls, basically, uh, I, I thought were pretty bad. Um, and uh, it was just... There's something about, like, certain enemies being right in your face when you're in VR, and I just wasn't... Like, wasn't scared or anything like that, but it was just not comfortable. <laughs> 
to uh, have the like the, the terrorist characters right up in your face kind of thing. Um, so it just didn't quite get on with that. I know a lot of people that really like it, and um, hey, maybe if those those the uh, friends have tried to convince other friend friends to get the game to play with them, and they got uh, PlayStation Plus, they can hopefully now uh, go and get it hopefully for free if it's if it's on there. But uh, yeah, just just one of the games I wished clicked with me a bit better, but just but just simply didn't. I found the game very awkward to uh, to control. So uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, Bioshock. Um, I was gonna say Colin Moriarty would be very, very happy about that, but I'm, I'm assuming he already owns uh, all the Bioshock games because he loves them. Um, Sims 4. I don't know if that's the one that Nikki Rapp, who we've talked to here on Entertainment Talk, uh, of course, voice voice actress for uh, Lily on The Walking Dead, Lily on uh, Psychonauts one and two, and she's she has done work on The Sims, but I can't remember specifically which one. So uh, she might be. You might be able to hear some uh, Nikki Rapp. On there, and obviously you will be able to when Psychonauts 2 eventually comes out. So, um, but there is a decent selection. You know, it's interesting that they've, with the last two weeks, gone with two different collections, haven't they? Because you had the Uncharted collection, I believe, for January, uh, which is three games, uh, and then the Bio- Bioshock collection, which which is the other three. So, yeah, if yeah, it kind of gives you more for. Uh, the same amount of money, I suppose, but uh, it's it's some decent selections. I really, as a VR owner and as somebody who would like to try more VR games for free and someone who is subscribed to PS Plus mainly for multiplayer for the two multiplayer games I have I would like to see some more PSVR games on there but uh, that's not quite the case at the moment so what do you what do you think yeah I mean obviously the Bioshock collection is huge but mm. it is you know quite a while ago so I don't think they've had that many new sales recently yeah uh, Sims game I can never get into those games because it's more work than my actual job and I never <laughs> like a game that feels like an actual job. And I know some people just sink hours and hours into it. Yeah. And I do remember her talking about the Sims on the interview, but I, I think it might've been three that she said that she worked on, but you know, you can always go back to the interview and if you haven't heard it, you should absolutely listen to it. Cause it's a fascinating interview. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the highlights of anything I've done really, to be yeah. honest, not just entertainment talk, but uh, my personal life as well. Uh, got, I, I somehow <laughs> got a voice actress, to be on a podcast of a website that I I made that's uh, quite something. So, um, it, achievement. Yeah, uh, if you want to find it quite easily, it is actually pinned on the website. So if you well go to the homepage, scroll down a bit, you'll see the information post, and then just below that, you'll see the uh, it's called Talking with Nikki Rap. You'll find it on there. So that should be fairly easy for you to uh, to look for. So because you don't need to search for it, it's right at the top. So, um, but. Uh, yeah, good selections, I suppose, but uh, we'd just like some more VR stuff in there. I remember when they had, like, Wipeout VR for, like, a, one of the months or something. Um, but, uh, again, I do think that they're probably going to revamp PS Now and PS Plus in some way for PS5 when that happens. But Because um, they have been adding games slowly to PS Now, uh, PlayStation Now, rather. Um, and I just hope that when... Um, hopefully before PlayStation 5 comes out, you don't really need to wait. Um, some of those things like Beat Saber, uh, maybe some other games could easily be on the uh, PS Plus list. So, we shall see. Um, you had the games with gold as well? Yeah, so for our counterparts <coughs> on the Xbox, uh, nothing you know groundbreaking like that, but still games that you're definitely going to want to check out. Uh, for the PS1, I'm sorry, for the Xbox One side, uh, available uh, immediately... Uh, February 1st is going to be TT Isle of Man. Uh, for those people that don't know, TT is a motorcycle racetrack. And when I say racetrack, they basically just cordon off streets throughout the various towns on the Isle of Man. 
uh, which is, I think, between Scotland and Ireland, if I'm vaguely sure remember. I know it's close to Ireland, but I don't know if it's, like, like right in the middle of it or if it's just, like, right off the shores. I'll shamelessly admit I don't really know my uh, UK geography very well. I know Scotland's at the top, uh, but I, I'm not yeah. sure about Wales and Ireland, necessarily. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I know that it's in that-ish region. I just don't know. Actually, Wales is with... bottom left, if I remember, because yeah. that's near where Swansea is. Uh, I think I know that because of Daniel James, because he signed for us. But uh, yeah, that's that's roughly what I what I sort of remember. So anyway, yeah, and it's the motorcycles that you would see in like a MotoGP race. So the more of the Asian style of the you know super slim, super sleek, uh, super super fast. Uh, you can watch like highlight videos on YouTube. These things go crazy fast and basically very very urban areas. Imagine like trying to take a motorcycle like 60 miles an hour through downtown London. It would be that level of insanity. And these guys do it, and girls do it every single year. Hmm. Uh, so that game will be available. Uh, the mid-season, the mid-month game is going to be Call of Cthulhu, which is a first-person RPG exploration investigation game. If you're familiar with, at all with the Call of Cthulhu, it's very horror-based, very HP uh, Lovecraft-centric. Uh, but it's a good game. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it's, I've seen pretty good reviews on it, so I'm actually going to try that out a little bit. On the 360 side, at the start of the month, is going to be Fable Heroes, which is a four-player co-op brawler hack-and-slash in the Fable universe. And the mid-game is going to be the 2005 release of Star Wars Battlefront. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a poor month, I think, to be honest. Uh, if you were to pick the standout, maybe it's Battlefront. Just because Star Wars is still a big name and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um don't really think I don't really have any other thoughts on any other games but I definitely think that uh, you know Sims and um, Bioshock is a bit more worth worth it maybe so oh yeah between The Last of Us uh, Uncharted Collection and Bioshock Collection the last couple three months there have definitely been some bigger games going free on the PlayStation side yeah but I think that's more of a reaction to the fact that you know they might have seen some metrics and some backlash from when they started not doing the ps3 games and the vita games and all that people were seeing the you know people were saying you know maybe i'm getting not as much money not as much value as it is out of these free games so maybe i won't get the ps plus anymore so they just like up the stakes a bit with the the value of the games themselves mm-hmm. yeah yeah you might be right about that um obviously they have to do different deals to get some of these uh, ps plus games because like they don't own bioshock or sims or whatever so uh, we shall see. Obviously, with Last of Us and um, Uncharted, they have a bit more of a say. I would, I would guess in that because those are those are first party games. But um, yeah, interesting month if you're a PlayStation owner. Maybe you'll find something if you're an Xbox owner. It's uh, up to you. So, mm-hmm. uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Oh, Rockstar put a little announcement on their uh, their platform. So they're doing a thank you. Uh, the first, you know, the this week and then through the first of. Uh, next week into February with their online games. It's a really long website post, so you can go ahead and read it if you want. I'll just give you the crux of it in terms of the free stuff they're giving out. Uh, GTA Online is giving out $1 million in their fake cash to any player who logs in between January 30th and February 5th, and then another $1 million for players that log in between February 6th and February 12th. You don't have to run any stunts. You don't have to do any missions. You simply just have to log in. And the easiest way to do that is that with the uh, the Diamond Casino, 
and right. resort, yeah. they do a giant spinning wheel every single day. So just log in, go to the casino, spin the wheel, get whatever prize you get, log out, boom, you're done. Uh, on the Red Dead side, if you log in between January 28th and February 3rd, you'll get the Schofield Revolver for free, uh, the Varmint Rifle for free, a Devastating Ammo Bundle for free, um, 25 bullets, 25 tracking arrows, and if you're one of the few people that doesn't have Amazon Prime, uh, they will give you the Bounty Hunter license for free. As I mentioned on a previous podcast, that if you link your tw- your Prime account, to your Rockstar social account, you would have gotten that for free anyway. But not everybody has Twitch, has uh, Amazon Prime, so it gives you a chance to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Rockstar is one of the companies that's able to do it, uh, to do something like that. I mean, GTA 5 is still in, like, you know, the MPD for the month and that sort of thing, just like with Minecraft is. Uh, it's amazing, really, because you wonder how many people haven't got those two games, but, uh, I mean, I haven't got either of those two games, but, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's good that they're able to, to do it and they do choose to, to, to do these sorts of events and everything. Uh, if you're a regular player of the game, it's great for you. Um, it'd be great if Activision did something for Call of Duty. Uh, although, I've unlocked all the guns in the game, so I don't know what they would do other than, you know, the Season 2 update that's coming soon. So, um, but, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe more health to my character and more... Um, damage against other players because uh, some things don't work out quite the way they should but uh, yeah it's great for Rockstar to uh, reward their players as long as everything works out nicely and gamers are happy and the company's happy then then uh, it all works out I suppose so what do you think? I just wish that there was more stuff to do especially on the Red Dead side mm-hmm. uh, for solo players like for the GTA Online the only thing that I ever really do consistently anymore is try to get a stunt race going mm-hmm. because at least with a stunt race, I don't have to you know, coordinate with other people, worry about who does and doesn't have a mic. You know, do we miss the objection? Does somebody run off on their own with the stunt races? You can just do the race and you know, the race is the race. Whereas with the, uh, um, the GTA, GTA online stuff, the only thing that I can really do are the easy bounty hunting missions and those get old fit, you know, old really, really quick because you just, you know, go to a spot, shoot everybody that spawns the guy that you're supposed to hunt, track him down, get him, and bring him back before his friends come to get you. So it's an annoying, I mean, it's okay. It's something to do. It's just with the online world that big, the fact that I have so little to do because I'm forced into the multiplayer is just annoying. Mm-hmm. I would, for either game, for either GTA 5 or Red Dead 2, probably more Red Dead 2 if you were to ask me, um, I'd kill for some single player DLC in one of those games. I don't care if it's a character I've never heard of before, just some other like side stuff to do in the game. Because the weird thing is with Red Dead, I haven't like platinumed it or probably got anywhere near close, but I completely couldn't find any other side missions to do. Uh, whether or not I was looking in the right places, I don't know. But uh, I remember when I was trying to sort of pick that game clean, and that uh, night I talked about when I played the game for about five hours and just loved every minute. And I wasn't even doing anything that was story related. Uh, I was just, you know, try- doing some side missions, engaging with characters, that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I'd I'd kill for some more stuff to do in Red Dead Two single player. I mean, like I said, there's probably more for me to do because I haven't done it all. But I just, I just couldn't find other things. So. Uh, and and the thing is, I I did go online and look up like, hey, you know, single player uh, side story missions. But I was like, have I done that one? Have I not done that one? And there was like three that I went to that I realised that I'd done because you know different characters you meet, and uh, I just you know time sort of got away from me. So um, 
yeah, that's all. That's what I've got to say on that. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, for fans of uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, the closed beta dates have been announced. Uh, the North, And this is just North America, so I don't know if UK has like a different slot or if they've already done their slots. Um, but the North America Xbox One closed beta test will run from February 7th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, to February 9th at 12 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. The closed beta test will feature fully localized text and character voices in English. Players who participate in the closed beta will regain their progress in the full game whenever it launches later in the future. Uh, you'll be able to customize your character from four races and nine classes and join up to, with up to 11 other players to fight alongside. A special in-game concert will be held on February 8th at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, this is, I don't know how you do a concert and a virtual game, but that's what it is. Um, beta testers also have a chance to claim special rewards, which are listed in the news article I'm reading from Gamatsu. So it doesn't say how to get into the closed beta, but if you're a fan of Fantasy Star Online 2, I'm, I'm assuming you already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a free-to-play game, so it's not like you have to pre-order, so I'm sure you had to sign up at some point. Um, so the uh, free-to-play game uh, is currently available on PS4, Switch, Vita, and PC in Japan. The PS4, Switch, PS Vita versions have not been confirmed yet for a Western release. Uh, so I don't know. I'm assuming that, you know, it is Fantasy Star Online, so I'm assuming it will be on the PlayStation side at some point. It's just there's no firm date can convince, you know, uh, confirmed yet. Right, put out there, yeah. Um yeah, I don't really know anything about this game. This isn't a game that's uh, particularly in my wheelhouse, but uh, so yeah, I have nothing to, to add, unfortunately. But uh, what do you think? Well, the game came to consoles because it's a property owned by Sega, so it came out on the Dreamcast. So I really don't think, you know, I'm, I had a Dreamcast, but that was 1999 when that launched, and then mm. it quickly got buried by the Xbox original and the PS2. <laughs> yeah. So that was just... It, it was a, and it was a good system. The uh, the the Dreamcast was a good piece of hardware. It just had enough ahead of its time that it was better than everything that was out, but it came out way too early for the stuff that it had to compete with, and then was underpowered for competing against that. Hmm. And let's see, let's be honest, both the original Xbox and the PS2, in terms of market sales, were both just gangbusters. Mm. It really did not stand a chance. Yeah, I mean, PS2 is still pretty high on... Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the PS2 is still pretty high on uh, all-time console sales. So Oh, yeah, of, it's top it, five. It's one of the few that's got the uh, 100 million, so I, I mm. don't think Xbox is anywhere in that list from what I can remember. So. No, but then again, Xbox has had beyond pathetic sales in Japan and the Asian yeah. markets, and that's really hurt them. Mm-hmm. Cool, uh, but hopefully everything with this game goes well, like we always want things to do so. So uh, let's put the positive word out there. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, back in 2017, you might, you, everybody mm. that was on social media would have seen that, that's in the gaming sphere. Uh, in the Tokyo streets, go-karts and people dressed up as various Mario characters you know, running around the city. Um, after some rebranding and swapping out the Nintendo references, Mari Mobility which is a company, uh, hope to reduce the damages owed to Nintendo in a lawsuit to the point of 10 million yen. Obviously, you know, these were for uh, 
copyright infringements for their characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the appeal has been bouncing around the courts for a while. Um, so now they're uh, uh, the damages. They just recently lost a court case, and that's being up to fifty million yen. Uh, so they tried to do this as a company, you know, to, to fulfill people's fantasies of wanting to, you know, be in Mario Kart and race in Mario Kart. But you don't f with Nintendo. You just don't. No, no. They. I, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. Ahead. I said I don't. I forget if I brought this up or not or not. But uh, back in that late eighties, like eighty five, eighty six, uh, a porn production company over here in the states actually made a porn parody of Super Mario Brothers, and Nintendo bought the whole production company just to shut down the distribution <laughs> of the porn. Some images that were sent out as promotionals, you could still find those online. Obviously, there's nothing even remotely sexual with the promotion. It's just basically the actors and actresses in costume. But no actual footage of that has ever been released, and nobody even has like bootleg copies of it that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're willing to go to to protect their IP. You think they're going to care about your little go-kart company? Oh, no, they'd squash that like a bug. Mm-hmm. You've made me think of the uh, Super Mario Brothers film. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's actually probably worse than what the porn would actually look like. I mean, I don't know, obviously, since I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I was 10 when that came out, so obviously I wasn't <laughs> watching porn at 10. Right, right. And, you know, I've... I've run every now and then you'll run into a bootleg pop-up market where I live because where I used to live in Bloomington there was a huge international market because of the university mm-hmm. and so every now and then a little pop-up would show in like the mall or someplace like that and they have like a bunch of bootleg stuff from overseas it never showed up I mean I, granted I wasn't actively looking for it but I always kind of flip through the bootlegs to see, you know, who's got this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, like the bootleg of the really bad Fantastic Four movie before all the other really bad Fantastic Four movies will pop up. You can find those bootlegs floating around everywhere else. Never even seen a hint at the whole Nintendo-owned porn thing. So hmm. I'll have to do, um, it will be painful to do, but I'll have to do that film as a classic reviews. Uh <sighs> You don't need to torture yourself for that. You've seen enough <laughs> of, of enough of it to know how bad it uh, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we lived in a world of those MIB mind erasers, and you could watch that, record the podcast, and then erase that from your memory, then I'd be okay with you doing that. But <laughs> don't torture yourself. Yeah, yeah. How, how long? I can't remember how long what the runtime was on the film, but uh, like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I could play a lot of Call of Duty matches in that time. Well, a few. Yeah. (laughs) They interviewed Bob Hoskins before he passed away, and they asked him about his greatest regret in his movie career, and that Super Mario Brothers was his greatest regret. Yeah, I imagine it's a lot of people's regret. Yeah. Just for reference, for those that don't know, you might be new, this might be your first podcast. I only saw... I think it was about two minutes, maybe less than that, and uh, it was two minutes. Did you have you seen the whole film then? Yes. Oh. Because okay. <laughs> this is I saw it in the theaters because you right. didn't know any better back then. You didn't have you know pre-screenings and advanced reviews and anything remotely close to what we would consider as modern internet these days. You mm. you went in, you saw the trailers, and you went in blind, unless you lived in like a a movie production city like you know LA New York some place like that to where mm-hmm. you could get like the trade magazines and find out more about it you 
there was actually a TV show called Siskel and Ebert at the movies, and they did movie reviews. And this is, you know, late '80s, I want to say. And even that, you know, they're barely getting movies two months ahead of schedule because they have to film the show to do the movies review. And you barely get like three minutes of a review per movie. And, you know, there's like a maybe a 10% chance the movie they were reviewing is something you'd actually be interested in. Mm-hmm. So I, I just saw Super Mario Brothers. And it's one of the three movies that I wish I could unsee. Oh, what are the other two? The uh, second Mortal Kombat movie, because that was stupid. Okay. And then the uh, George Clooney Batman movie. I actually walked out of that movie. Okay. All right. I think I did he only do one of those? Yeah, he did the last one. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. That's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Oh no, I haven't seen that one. No. Yeah. So, uh all right, cool. Let's uh, move on from this. Uh what else do you have, what else do you have to talk about today? Uh well, the last thing that I have to talk about is straight from the what the actual fuck department. Uh Atari is getting a rebranding in the most bizarre way possible uh, as a casino. Hmm. There is going to be uh, locations in Las Vegas, Denver, Austin, Seattle, San Francisco, and San Jose. Obviously, the Las Vegas is a casino because I think it's illegal to have a hotel in Vegas that's not a casino. Other places, you'd have to check local listings and local laws for whether or not they allow casinos. Uh, according to the company that is doing the rebranding for the Atari hotel chain, it will ca- cater to gamers of all ages by offering virtual and augmented reality games alongside, e- alongside eSports and retro games. Each guest will have an individual video games theme, each guest room rather. Uh, hotel development and design will be led by a strategy group that I've never heard of, founded by people that I don't know. Uh, the interesting name attached to it um, is Napoleon Smith III, who is the producer of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film franchise reboot. So the giant, bizarre one, not the fun one. Okay, right. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a weird thing to, to kind of do, I suppose. Uh, I'm wondering if they this. I'm, I'm sensing a bit of Konami with, like, gambling machines and maybe that sort of stuff. I don't know if that's, like what they're kind yeah. of going for, if it's going to be the same thing. Um, what, does, what does Atari own? I don't know very much at all about Atari, to be honest. Atari is a company went belly up a long time ago. It was one of the yeah. many companies that died in the 85 gaming crash. Now, the brand name still has recognition. Otherwise, they wouldn't still be doing this. Mm-hmm. But this screams to me more of a nostalgia pet project for, than anything else because I've been digging deeper into the article and, and referencing some of the companies. Uh, one of the partnership brands is uh, GSD Group, which partnered with Steve Wozniak, who was one of the original Apple founders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, longtime gamer. Um, do some research on him. Look up some of his interviews. Interesting dude. Very interesting dude. Um, so I'm going to keep this on my radar. Uh, Chicago's not that long of a drive for me. And that's the one that's there's going to be one in Chicago eventually. But, you know, these the hotels take a minimum two years to build. Um, and they all, they're only opening up the first one in Phoenix, Arizona, which I don't think is going to be a casino. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be gaming, obviously, you know, esports, things like that. But the, the Vegas one is the only one that I know for sure that will have a casino. The rest just kind of depend on local laws. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes when once they start opening these places and doing things. But um, yeah, it, I I wonder if like someone would maybe buy them one day or something like like if Microsoft wants to buy. Somebody bought it. Somebody bought it like a couple of years ago. Let me check. Okay, because I haven't. In terms of Atari, anything I haven't heard anything for like a good few years. Um, so it's uh, they, they've been pretty. As far as I know, they've been pretty dormant for a while. So, um, we'll see what they do. Of course. Uh, yeah, they had that landfill ET game, didn't they? Or whatever it was. Yeah, and that was actually proven true. Uh, Larry Erb, uh, Xbox Live's Major Nelson, was part of that documentary that did that. Yeah, I remember no, no, uh, so, Naomi Kyle, who was at IGN at that point, uh, I think did that as well. So, Yeah, so the brief timeline that I'm getting off of Wikipedia, and I can't testify to the accuracy because it is Wikipedia, mm-hmm. Atari was bought out by Hasbro, was uh, bought out by Hasbro in 2001, and renamed it Info Games Interactive, which uh, published titles with the Atari logo on it. Uh, 2003, it renamed the entire Atari division, IESA, uh, Info Games, whatever. Uh, Oops. Da, 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 2008, IESA completed its acquisition of Atari Incorporated in general, making it a wholly owned subsidiary. IESA renamed itself Atari ASA in 2009. Sought bankruptcy protection under French law in 2013. And so I think it's still under the ISEA Corporation as an ownership for an IP. Okay. Alright. But like we said, we'll see what they do with these uh, hotels and casinos. So, um, did you say that was the last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, it's the last one I had. Cool. I uh, very, very much want to talk about this Konami thing. There's apparently been a title I saw was Konami confirms consideration to do a new Silent Hill game. So not a new Silent Hill game isn't in development. What they confirmed was that they are considering doing a new one. Um, now, here's what I want to say about that, which is, if I'm wrong, I, I, this is one of the things where I think I'm right about something, but if I'm wrong about what I'm about to say, I'll be very, very happy. I don't think from uh, Silent Hill... Konami, uh, not Konami, Silent Hill, Metal Gear, or Castlevania, maybe Castlevania, but let's say let's stick with Silent Hill, Metal Gear for just for now. I don't think you'll ever see Konami make another video game from them, uh, and a couple of the reasons is I think with Metal Gear specifically, if you're going to do any sort of new Metal Gear, you need Kojima there. There's no way he's going to work with work with Konami again, uh, because we've already seen the results of a uh, Konami developed Metal Gear without Kojima and it's Metal Gear Survive and it's really terrible. Uh, Same thing with Silent Hill. I think if uh, they want to bring back Silent Hill in any way, shape or form, they've got to do, they've got to bring PT back. They've got to put the demo back on the PlayStation Store. They've got to make, it was going to be called Silent Hills, wasn't it? I remember that being the title at the end of that uh, particular game demo. Um, You need Kojima for that. You need Gail Del Toro for that. You need Norman Reedus for that. And I don't think you'll get any of those uh, people back for that. So, even if they did decide, okay, we're going to make a new Metal Gear game, or we're going to make a new Silent Hill, Hill game, if it's not one of those two situations, um, then I, I just don't think it's going to work. I also just don't think they're going to do it. 
uh, personally. In terms of Castlevania, they did do a little collection thing last year. That's not a new game as far as I know. It's just a collection of some of the other games before. But in terms of them making any new... like They'll make new pachinko machines, but I'm talking about video games that you play on you know, consoles uh, and PC. I, I, I just don't see them, them doing it again. Um, what do you think uh, the future holds for those IP from Konami? Well, I could definitely see them attempting another Metal Gear game just out of pride and spite. You know, it's a giant middle finger to Konami. It's like, see, we can do this. Now, granted, the we gaming community... We can do it, but it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I was going to say, the gaming community as a whole probably wouldn't want it. You know, I doubt they'd support it in any meaningful sense of sales outside of, like, the game reviewers and the... You know, the streamers right, that press, would probably buy yeah. it. You know, the, the people that already have their PS5 and Series X pre-ordered, they would probably, you know, get it, but not. Silent Hill, we've had some interesting, scary-ish games come up, so I could kind of see that coming back as a reboot, even without the PT. Um, but it would have to be done right. And the problem is, is that there's not great horror games anymore. There's just jump-scare games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Castlevania. I don't see why it couldn't happen. I mean, we did get uh, like I said, Blunt... Castlevania is one of them that most likely out of the three. I think you could make something from. But uh... yeah, I mean, and technically we kind of did. I mean, Bloodstained Symphony of the Night is basically Castlevania without being Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh... you've been doing let's plays in that. Go to the collection. Play any one of those collection games. It's the same game, just okay. prettier graphics. Okay. I just, I just think if they announce this on the Silent Hill side, if they said, "Hey, we're gonna make a new Silent Hill," and everybody goes, "Oh my God, PT's back," and they go, "No, it's uh, something else," that's just I I just think that's a big disappointment. Um, now, granted, that Silent Hill game that they are going to make, which isn't PT, could still be a good game, but it just wouldn't be what everybody wanted. It's a bit like with the Half Life thing in a way, where it's like everybody wants Half Life Three, and it's like here's a little prequel thing. It's more it's more of that that franchise but it's not what people wanted that's a bit of a different situation a little bit but uh i think you kind of know what i mean from that but uh, i i don't see them uh i i would bet on them not uh making any of these games so that's just kind of what i think at the moment but we'll see what konami does in the future uh i'm sure uh jim sterling will also have you covered on that front because he likes to it's i is his konami videos have just had me bursting with laughter because uh it's very funny when he tears into a company that deserves it. So uh, any of his like Fallout 76 videos, any of his, any of his like Konami videos, all just uh, really good stuff. So, um, and uh, as far as far as we know, Fallout 76 hasn't had any new problems as of late. So uh, we shall see what the future holds for that game as well. Uh, when's the? They haven't given a date for that Waste Islanders update. Update have they? No, and there's been some developments with 76. I just don't want to cover them. Right. And you, I know you don't play the game and have no interest in it. Uh, there's still a couple of YouTubers that I follow that do news style segments, and they still cover 76. And I'll watch the news cover segments. Um, yeah. the, the probably the one that's the most fair to go to would be Mr. Matty Plays. Um, and he was one of the, he was like me. He was like super super psyched for 76, and then the demo came out, and it's just like, don't know about that. And he was mm. he tried to. He, he was one of the people that really wanted to like the game. He tried like hell to like the game, and the game broke him. The game broke him long before it broke me, but I wasn't playing it as intently as he was. Okay, um, yeah. But he was streaming, and an update 
the new one of the new updates and was streaming that and it literally crashed his PS4. He's like, "Yep. Last draw, I'm done." Yeah, that's bad. So, uh right, let's move on to some other rumory kind of stuff. I I'm not calling any of this clickbait because good sources have been reporting. There's a there's a difference between rumors and clickbait. There's just a fundamental uh difference and I can personally promise you that unless it's not from me and somehow got past me in some sort of way uh entertainment talk will not only never ever do clickbait because i could never ever do that i don't want to ever do that and uh it's funny i was talking to a friend of mine about clickbait the other day and i literally said to him it is as if i made a title up and i I couldn't actually find it in my in my (laughs) kind of brain to make up a clickbait title because my brain just doesn't work that way uh but it's, it's good that it doesn't but uh yeah there's a fundamental difference between like hey this company might be doing this this remake this thing or whatever and in, instead of like hey obi-wan's cancelled or whatever the, the the clickbait that you kind of see anyway uh ea has been rumored to be i've put revisiting because i'm not sure if it's remastered or remake so i think revisiting is a good way to rephrase that uh star wars kotor of course knights of the old republic uh, this game is currently available on uh, backwards compatibility on the xbox one i have tried it out couldn't get into it uh it just it was it just had that effect on me where it was it was a bit too old and it was just it, it just didn't click in any sort of way i could sort of see like okay if this was a game that was played 20 years ago or however long ago it was or just to say 20 years ago that it would probably have been better on me to play but it, it just didn't click in any sort of way but hey if uh ea is going to do this revisiting that they've been rumored to do maybe i'll get an updated version and maybe it'll click and maybe i'll like it so um what are your thoughts on ea potentially re- revisiting uh kotor yeah see that's one of those things that you kind of needed to play it at the time yeah because yeah. if you look at the the retro games like the the retro consoles on uh you know for like the nes classic or the snes classic mm-hmm. if you live through it you know you have that nostalgia trigger to it but if you haven't lived through it and you're just playing it fresh or you can just you you can't not compare it to uh um you know the current stuff which is graphically is just generations literally above it but back in the day that was a great game i mean once you get past the graphics it's got a really good story to it. Uh, nice Little Republic 2 kind of suffered a little bit of having to get it out by a deadline. This is before games were consistently delayed to to make them better. So it came out with a lot of unfinished things, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see an up ish version of it if you play it on Steam. And the Steam game is very reasonable. Not on sale for 10 bucks each for Republic and Republic 2. Okay, so yeah. it's very yeah, it's very affordable on that level, mm-hmm. um, and it does up the graphics some, not a lot, but some. But it's also one of the early progenitors for the EA Bioware uh, RPG system. The first one being Jade Empire, which is a great game, and I would love to see like a remaster or, or an upres or a second version of that game. That would be interesting, but I don't know that they would actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the early, you know, the early settings, like for Mass Effect, with you know the the Paragon and the Renegade, that kind of got its start with the uh, um, Kotor, you know, light side, dark side, obviously, and yeah. then they actually did a version of that before in Jade Empire, to where and they did they went more um, obtuse with it. There was like open palm and closed fist instead of good and bad. 
<laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I like I said, I would play a remade or remastered, whatever whatever it's going to be, version. Um, as long as EA, you know, treats it right, and they treat it in the same style that they did with, um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order and stuff, because everybody really liked that. The game had its problems, sure, but it was, it was, it was a really, really good attempt from, uh, Respawn and EA, and we hope to get a, uh, sequel one day. Have you played that yet, Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, no, it's on my list of games to play, but I'm, like I said, I'm kind of knocking out the games that I know don't take, like, super long. Okay. Um, so I definitely gonna knock out Detroit that and then if uh, Fallen Order ever goes on a decent sale I'll probably pick it up cool cool um just a quick question what what are your thoughts on like clickbait uh it's annoying because if you you can read the article headline and then yeah. you get into the article itself and it's like for the stuff that I see that turns out to be click clickbait it's not even wrong it's just not related to what the article's headline says mm-hmm um, but that's been a thing for a long time. Once people figured out how to make clickbait, you know, that's all you see pretty much anymore. Mm-hmm. See, I can't. My brain just can't. <laughs> I can't do that, but uh, I don't want it to do that. So, um, I'll give you a very quick example, right? You remember when uh, Marvel was uh, doing that little re-release of uh, Avengers Endgame and they said, we're going to include a uh, post credit scene and all that sort of stuff. This particular website at the time, I think it was like a week before the re-release happened, or maybe it was when the re-release happened. The title of the article said, um, revealed, here's what is going to be you know, here's what the scene is going to be that we're going to, like, describe it for you or whatever. Um, checked in there to see, you know, how much they would lie. And literally one of the paragraphs said, we don't yet know what the post credit scene for Avengers Endgame will be, but it will be very exciting to see when we see it, basically. And it's like, yeah. okay, you've, you've basically told us you're going to tell us what the scene is, and then in the article that you've written, you tell us you don't know what it is, but it will be exciting to see, you know, just a typical, oh, it will be exciting to see, you know, what, what it's going to be, so... That's a prime example right there. So Yeah, we're we're getting a lot of that over here in the States, but that's more on the political end and that's all I'm gonna say. I don't wanna get into it too much. So Okay, cool. Uh, we should probably move on from all that, but uh, yeah, hopefully EA continues treating Star Wars with the theme that they did with uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is just a good video game, I suppose. So uh, let's get into some emails. Uh, Haley has written in again, which is very, very good. Um, she is the only person who's written in this week, but I still very much appreciate that. Of course, if you would like to write in with your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, what you're playing, do you like it, do you not like it, whatever, etc. Uh, or if you just want to get in contact with us, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter e Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. She says, hey again, thanks for reading out all the emails so far. You're very welcome. If you send them in, we'll read them out. And it's as uh, simple as that. So, uh, I'm still playing Crash Team Racing and very much enjoying it. I'm glad you are because I am... I wouldn't say I'm not enjoying it. It's just the, I, the game's gone past me kind of thing now so uh but she says any recommendations for any story driven games uh well the two that you've talked about last of us one and detroit become human very much like a narrative driven story game uh star wars jedi fallen order it's another one another story driven game um i would say the call of duty campaign but i haven't actually played that yet so i can't recommend that because i don't know how good it is uh any from any from you uh, kind of weird, but Division and Division 2 both have a story. I wouldn't call them a story-driven game, 
but there's definitely story elements in the world that they're creating. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Xbox and uh, um, Game Pass or Ultimate Game Pass member, Division 1 is a uh, part of Game Pass. So if you never got around to playing it, then you can't play it. Nothing substantial transfers over between 1 and 2. You actually play a different character between 1 and 2. Okay. Uh, but if you're curious to check it out, uh, you can do that. Um, trying to think. Um, there's a bit of a story in Bloodstained the Symphony of the Night, so you can try that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also a Game Pass game if you're on Xbox. Uh, can't really think of anything out that's like on current gen consoles that I would try that you haven't done yet i mean if you're ps plus member you probably picked up the nathan drake collection there's a lot of story in that which is on my list mm-hmm. at some point to play yeah uh, i mean if you're playing crash team racing i don't know if uh, i can't remember if she said that she's played the you know original trilogy but uh go and check that out uh that's on i think yeah all the same platforms that team racing is out on so you probably can get it for the same platform um yeah, I mean, uh, what else? What else is it? I mean, yeah, just just try out the games that we've we've already recommended and uh, let us know what you think. But uh, that is what we've got for you for this episode of Random Gaming Talk. We're a little bit light on news in in this sort of uh, time of the year, but it is like you know late January, literally like the last week of January. Um, but like I tweeted out the other day, um, I am very very grateful to be podcasting in a year where we're 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 on you know we're few a few months away or you know most of the year away. Uh, from new consoles and that can kind of unless one company really messes something up um it's going to be it's going to be exciting regardless just to see you know more xbox series x reveals see what playstation will do with ps with ps5 um because i mean so we we know what the xbox series x looks like we pretty much know what the controller looks like we don't know price for either we don't know games quite for either we know halo infinite and hellblade 2 uh, well, so, so yeah, we don't know price for stuff. Uh, we don't know specific dates for things. We don't know all the launch games. Uh, PS5, we don't know really anything. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what the controller looks like. We know what the name's going to be, obviously. Uh, games, price, that sort of thing. Um, so, in, in terms of next gen stuff, what are you most excited to next sort of see info on? Uh, I'm definitely curious to see what that unidentified slot in the back, uh, the leaked photos that we saw last week, were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody was saying that it might be like a diagnostic port, and that it just mm-hmm. you, they were connecting like some weird device to put in there uh, for the purpose of gathering data. And mm-hmm. I could kind of see that on a hardware level, but on a software level, you wouldn't really need to do that because everything is cloud based anyway. So any kind of diagnostic report would get sent immediately. You wouldn't need to attach a physical device to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'd still agree with you. I'd still think you know they've been really quiet on the uh, is it Hollow Hololens yeah. Hololens yeah. Uh, they've been very quiet on that, and I could see them you know giving that a big push at E3 and a big reveal there, uh, and using that plugin as a slot for that. That's the that's the the only thing I can think of that it would be, because um, I yeah because if I, you I, remember the Connect I, port had a really screwball looking port to it. So. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I've still got mine kind of plugged in. So, um. I basically, I've got it plugged in but switched off because apparently when you, because I, certain shows that I record on my freebie box, it doesn't let you pause and play those, or it doesn't let me play pause and play those shows unless my Kinect is plugged in. It's really weird. So I've got it plugged in but switched off. Like the, the camera itself isn't on but the, 
connectors plugged in because no matter what I tried I couldn't get uh, that to work that way also the, the TV doesn't turn on and off with the system um, if you don't have that plugged in so that's that's the only reason I can still get it plugged in but uh, I know I joked about it last week but I, I doubt that's like a Connect 3 because I, I just think Microsoft's done in uh, that uh, that particular area you, you might get some sort of um, was it like Alexa that you can use with your Xbox or like the Google thing you can use with your Xbox at the moment. It might be you might be able to do some like voice control stuff with that, but because uh, uh, it's still Cortana, isn't there on the Xbox? Yeah, there is Cortana, but I don't know if they've abandoned that or not because I think it's still I there. Don't... Yeah, um, it's, it's like in the I see it every now and then in the menus and stuff like Cortana settings, but uh, you don't need a connect to do that. So mm-hmm. we shall see, but. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody very much for listening. You can find, of course, everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and ad-free podcast options. So have a look out for those. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, like Robert said about Amazon earlier. If you're shopping on there uh, and you want to give us a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra, you can use the affiliate link. iTunes feeds, please write, review, and subscribe to the feeds that you're going to be using. That will help us out as well. Word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. If you see someone talking about something that we've covered... Uh, then uh, yeah, tell them about the uh, the content that we've done for said thing that will help us out as well. And um, what is the last thing? Yes, yeah, social media. Of course, please share them on Facebook and Twitter. And if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. And lastly, video games. If you'd like to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch. Robert streams on Mixer. And look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thanks for listening, and we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>